Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tapa Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, uh, The Conduit, on Spotify and YouTube here with the Tapa Tuesday spiritual interview series where I interview guests and they come on here and talk about their spiritual experiences, their path, their spiritual offerings, and all of the things. Super excited to have Austin Shook on the podcast this week. He is a sound healer and event organizer, and he's also one of my friends. So I'm really blessed to have you on the podcast. Hey, Austin. Hey, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this platform. I'm, I'm excited to be able to talk a little bit and share a little bit about my story. Yeah, definitely. So I met Austin last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year, um, you did a sound healing in Lauren Calloway's space, the wellness center in Myrtle Beach, and it was life changing. And I felt like there was an immediate soul recognition between us, you know, our, our boy, Archangel Michael <laughs> connected us. Um, also, you know, you're friends with Alex and, and I'm friends with her as well. So it's just been so good to experience your sound healing and you and your energy as a person. So please share with us how you got on the spiritual path. It's a light question. Well, that's a long, <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. Um, but to, to kind of, to kind of sum it up and, and get to the, the good juicy stuff. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I had a really close friend who I would consider to be a brother. Um, he was a troublemaker, I'd say, and got kicked out of his parents' house a lot and uh, found himself in a couple situations that I wasn't necessarily okay with looking from the outside in. So I asked uh, him to come and live with me at my parents' house uh, while we were in high school. Um, and while we were uh, living together, uh, we would find ourselves in very deep conversations, uh, especially for being 15 or 16 years old. And um, when we were having these conversations, we were able to look into the inconsistencies in each other's speech and in each other's movements um, and really pull out things from each other, like uh, traumas or inconsistent thought patterns. Um, and it wasn't like we were, we were, you know, pointing the finger at each other and saying, you're doing this wrong. It was more like a, an open and objectional conversation where we were pointing things out that we were noticing just so that we could analyze them together to see what was, what was the deal here. Um, and a lot of times, just uh, since we were able to look at this subjectively with each other, um, we were able to really pull things out and uh, have emotional release and let go of these things that were not um, serving a purpose in our being anymore. Um, and, it was really beautiful to witness my friend choosing that for himself because I would immediately notice a, a physical emotional release, um, which was sad and very beautiful at the same time. Um, and then the next day or a couple of days after it was fairly simple to notice that he was um, happier. He was more authentic. He, people were, were um, having a better time around him. Um, and it was beautiful to witness that whole thing. So, you know, um, I, I was able to recognize that and witness that from an outside perspective. And it was just incredible. So uh, started wanting to be able to hold space for people in that same way. Um, and 
started to do some research because I didn't exactly want to be a guidance counselor or a psychotherapist. Um, so started to do a little research into holistic modalities and ways to create those same spaces. And I really found uh, a deep connection with sound and sound healing and sound uh, and music really runs through my blood in a lot of ways. So it was easy to grab onto that and uh, use that as one of the platforms that I use to share that medicine. I love that. And um, it's amazing that, you know, your journey started when you were in your teens Um, and your sound healings are just so, they're just so epic and you play so many different instruments. Like it's just mind blowing. Um, so like, tell, tell us about like, you know, you said you were drawn to sound and music, but like, what were some of your first experiences like, like what, what was some of your first instruments that you learned to play and like how it progress because now you you travel and do this and it is so amazing you're living your dharma i am for sure it's it's a really incredible feeling you know and i think uh and at all the time we're always all living our dharma it's just a matter of uh finding it and really tuning in and calibrating the way that we're living that dharma um uh and you know so uh just to back up for just a minute you were asking about my spiritual path and um when I found sound healing, it's kind of interesting because naturally through wanting to hold those kinds of spaces for people um, and getting in touch with sound healing by, by constantly holding those spaces with something as powerful as vibration, it naturally sends me into my own work too, because uh, there's, there's an awesome quote out there, something that says something along the lines of the doctor or the patient can only be as free as the doctor. So it really forces me into my own work, which I um, am very grateful for. Um, and so it's really sound in, in itself has really progressed me down my spiritual path as well. Um, but um, yeah, so to, to go into this other question you asked, so um, sound, you know, my parents have both been directors of 30 to 60 women in acapella style barbershop music uh, for my whole life, seemingly at least. Um, my dad directed a military school band and uh, took a lot of music classes and majored in, in music education from a military school uh, and then taught a band at, at military school. So um, I was in middle school when I first picked up the trumpet um, and footst- uh, following the footsteps of my dad, um, played that for seventh and eighth grade and then um, fell out of music for a while. And um, then when I started exploring sound healing again, after having these conversations with my good friend, um, I I went on a big trip to uh, Las Vegas and then found my way to, um, to um, what is it out there where they have the big gym show, Tucson, Arizona, (laughs) uh, the world's largest crystal and gym show out there and uh, decided to stop in and get nine crystal singing bowls. Those were my first sound healing instruments. Um, I got them shipped home and uh, about three months or four months after I had them, I finally pulled them out of the boxes and uh, had four or five, four or five friends over at my house. And they were all uh, just, you know, chit chatting. And I started playing the singing bowls and then I started singing with them and toning with the bowls. Um, And 10 minutes later, uh, I stopped playing and everyone kind of starts picking themselves up off the ground out of almost asleep, like what just happened? What was, what was that? What's going on? 
and they all had big bug eyes and I was like I don't even know what just happened but that was pretty cool so um yeah from there uh, a friend the same friend actually introduced me to another good buddy um in Charlotte his name's Andrew Simmons and he works with gongs a lot he has four gongs so we partnered up with gongs and singing bowls and and from there I uh, started doing workshops on my own and uh started creating my collection that I've I'm still building, you know, over six years of doing sound healing and traveling around. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been an incredible journey and it's always fun to see what instruments are going to pop up next to become a part of the collection. Uh, some of them all uh, blow my mind when I find them. So it's fun to share that with others. It's really inspiring and amazing. I like the drumming and even just your singing is just so magical when you sing and like the didgeridoo, all of it. Also your image, just for the listeners on Spotify right now, the image uh, just got so crispy clear of you <laughs> when you started talking about the different instruments. So you're like super clear, <laughs> clear right now. Cause the image was a little like funky before. Um, and now I can see where you are, that beautiful, you said you're at a beautiful deer sanctuary. There's all these lovely trees behind you. What state are you in? <laughs> I'm in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's beautiful here, for sure. Oh. It's uh, it's kind of in the city, but uh, not really secluded, too, at the same time. So it's beautiful. Yeah, it looks super beautiful. And loving your shirt. Thank you. Thank you. Sacred geometry. Uh, uh, Yes, Kevin May on Facebook creates these, so definitely check him out. He has a lot of cool things. Awesome. So I know that you're also getting into hosting retreats. I saw that on Instagram and Facebook. So if you'd like to share with us about that, that little adventure that you have taken on now, I'd love to hear about that. tour with sound healing um about a year ago and uh was in tennessee and someone that was on site um was traveling as well and uh they held a couple interviews that day for their business and then um when i showed up the owners of the business said they invited her to the sound healing because uh she had her business called be love 528 and I say be love a lot at my different sound healings. It's a big part of, of what I what I like to bring um, with me. Uh, that saying is a great tool for everyone to take with them. So um, when I got there and I met this woman and shared with her um, these bracelets that I did a collaboration with, um, and they have the chakras on there. They have um, be love in a couple places and my, my logo. Um, and it was just really incredible, the connection and synchronicity of both of us using Be Love. Um, so I reached out to her two or three months later, and I knew that she hosted retreats. I found out that uh, she was interested in helping me host a retreat that I've had planned for probably two years now, but haven't had the uh, the guts to really pull it forward or pull it off yet. But um, the experience of being at a retreat or hosting a retreat of my own, so um we have combined forces and uh, we've hosted two retreats already this year um the first one was in joshua tree um and it was absolutely incredible um we we always stay in incredible homes um uh and then we went out to joshua tree desert we climbed through the chasm of doom through the boulders 
Um, we went uh, and ate dinner underneath the stars uh, with an astronomer who was pointing out different stars with a huge laser, uh, telling us how to find different stars and showing us uh, different galaxies through, or at least one other galaxy through his, his really awesome telescope. We went scorpion hunting in the, in the desert with a UV flashlight. Uh, oh. We did a lot of, yeah, we did a lot of <laughs> plant over out to uh, the experience with us, who is the founder of the um, earthing movement um, with grounding and things of that nature. Really incredible products and um, ideas and inventions that he's created that allow you to ground back to the earth, which help you uh, let go of a lot of inflammation in your body, which is what causes 90 to 95% of disease and cancer. Um, and that's what he's found through his 25 years of research in this, in this area. So, um, it's been a really, it was really incredible to listen to him and to experience his products firsthand. Um, and then we, we did our second retreat in Ocean Isle and did a lot of yoga on the beach and just hanging out and relaxing and just living that beach life. So, um, yeah, we're, our next one is in, in October this year, 2022, and, uh, we're going to be hosting it in the Grand Tetons this year. So, um, we're going to have a great time. That sounds amazing. And what's on the docket for that one? <laughs> so we'll be doing a lot of sound healing. We'll be doing a lot of yoga. Um, we'll be taking a trip to the Grand Teton Park and uh, having a guided tour by one of the uh, environmental scientists, uh, the different retreat tours um, out there. Um, so we'll be able to see a lot of things up close and personal from the perspective of someone who really spends a lot of time in that park and knows it like the back of their hand. I absolutely if, love that. And if you've never been to the Grand Tetons, oh my gosh, it's an absolutely different world. I was out there on my own. Um, I took a 40-day trip out to California to drop a friend off and then a 40-day trip home. And on the way home, I stopped in the Grand Tetons and really experienced this alternate reality of just incredible, it was just God's nature, you know, God's land out there. Um, very high vibrational land and probably one of the most high vibrational places that I've ever experienced um, in a natural space. Um, everything was just so synchronistic. It was just, it was hard to escape um, love in that space. And um, being there alone was incredible. And at the same time, it really brought that facet of, wow, I really want to do nothing more than share this with someone else right now. So that's what really started getting my gears turning of, I want to, I want to be able to create retreat spaces so that people can experience some of these things the way that I have really had an awesome opportunity to experience myself. That sounds so beautiful. So how many people, um, like, are you capping that out? Because I'm going to look into that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, our first two were capped at 10. Um, and then this retreat in the Grand Tetons will be capped at 30. Oh, wow. Um, so we'll have a big retreat. <laughs> yes, it'll be a good one. Come on out. Uh, we, we do have a lot of interest, though. So definitely uh, get you while you can, because it's going to go quick once we once we uh, start selling the tickets here, probably in the next week or two. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is like, when does registration open? Is there like an early bird thing you're doing? No, we have uh, we have enough um, interest that we don't think that we're going to need to go with an early bird this time. So um, no early birds, but uh, the the dates are as far as when we're going to start um, 
selling tickets is to be announced so far, but probably in the next week or two. So you can keep an eye on that on our website at uh, beloverevolutionretreats.com. Um, you can also check out our Instagram and Facebook, which is the same, beloverevolutionretreat. That is so exciting. And I just feel so much joy when you're talking about it. Like I have this goofy smile on my face. If you're just listening right now, if you're watching, you can see me like, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) It sounds amazing. And there was a question that that came through. um, And now it has escaped me at this exact moment in time, but I'm sure it will. Oh, I know what it is. So... (laughs) It's perfect that you're on the podcast now because you're actually coming to Myrtle Beach, which is where I'm located, uh, to Yoga in Common uh, the weekend of the 24th and the 25th for the Love Fest. So this is very exciting stuff. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, got asked by Linda, the owner of uh, Yoga in Common, to come out and uh, share sound healing with you all during that awesome event. So um, I'm, I'm more than happy to come out, and I'm really looking forward to spending time and sharing space with everyone in the community again. You know, Myrtle um, Beach has such an awesome crowd. Uh, I'm looking forward to being back and sharing that time with you all again. I know. I'm also excited that you're coming back because the last event that I participated in with you, it was in that beautiful space, like towards the North end, I cannot remember what the name of the event was, but it was like cacao and massage and sound healing and breath work. And it was just so amazing. And it wasn't two days. It was just one day, but it was just such an amazing experience. What was that? The healing, the healing heart. The healing heart experience. Yeah. (laughs) And we had, we had, we were able to, we were it was an awesome opportunity too to be able to host that at the dunes um, because that space is just, it's just incredible. I'm being right there on the ocean front with that huge, beautiful ballroom. And yeah, it's a, it was, it was awesome to be able to utilize that space for such an incredible event that uh, seemingly had so many uh, ripples and so much effect and transformation uh, available for everyone who was there. It was so, so amazing. Um, it was just yeah, like I said, all the times that I've experienced your sound healings have been so profound for me. It's super healing. Um, so, and we'll have we... another healing heart experience coming up too in November. Oh, uh, in Myrtle Beach. So, okay, awesome. Is it going to be at the Dunes again, or is that to be determined? That's the plan, but we don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the plan. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I guess I just want to ask you, like, what are some of your favorite, like, places that you've traveled to, to do the sound healing, or if there are any, you know, of course, we don't have to name names or anything like that. But if there are any, like, experiences that you've had, maybe even doing like one on, I don't know if you even offer one on one sound healings, or just any, any type of story that you want to tell or about traveling or just working with people and how you've seen them shift through the, the frequency work that you're doing. Cause it's basically what you're doing with the, with the sound. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, as, as far as uh, people are concerned, it's a, uh, it's really incredible thing to, to witness people's process, you know, to be able to hold space where people can choose their process. And that's, that's the biggest reason that I got into this work. You know, it's, 
there's a deep beauty to it. Even though there's a lot of pain that can exist in those spaces, it's very beautiful that people choose to go through their pain to be able to, it's beautiful. It's profound to watch people, uh, their process. Um, and I'm grateful. Um, as far as places that I've gone, you know, uh, just through my travels, as far as my tours go, what I enjoy doing the most is picking a place wherever I want to go, uh, just to experience nature. And then I create a path from where I, wherever I am to that place. And I call every studio along the way. Uh, and I reach out to everyone uh, until I've, I've created a tour along, along the path to my destination. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun being able to work in the way that I do because uh, I get to choose where I go and when I go there. Um, and, you know, as far as the, the different spaces, I've, uh, all the national parks are just incredible. You know, Crater Lake, Yellowstone, the Grand Tetons, uh, the Redwoods, uh, Oregon, Idaho is incredible. It's one of the most underrated places. It's beautiful. Uh, she don't tell anybody that. They probably get mad. Um, and then, uh, you know, I went to Salt Lake City, Utah on the way out to California recently or last year. And uh, rode jet skis with a friend uh, in one of the reservoirs. Uh, we did that all day. So, you know, it's, it's incredible. Uh, there are places of concentrated beauty. But I think that if you're in the right frame of mind, you can find beauty just about everywhere. Um, and as far as the studios go, you know, this, the same for the studios. You know, I have studios that I've shown up to and one or two people have shown up. Sometimes no one shows up. Sometimes it's just the owner who ends up being there. Um, in other places, we show up and there's 60 people who have packed the house at a certain place. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's incredible. And there is a lot of beauty in both of those spaces. So it's cool to be able to, to witness that, too, you know. And there's been a lot of healing in that perspective, you know, because at, at first of my sound healing journey, it was like, of course, you know, oh, man, there's only one person showing up or holy crap, there's 60 people showing up. I don't know if I'm going to do this or if I can do this, you know, but. Um, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of learning in the process of how much beauty exists in, in every space with the right perspective. Absolutely. I love, I love that. Cause I, I've, you know, I've been asked that question, like, what's your favorite place? And it's really, for me, it's meditation is kind of my favorite place because then <laughs> I can go wherever I want to go. Um, but I love that you said that you can find first, I love that you said concentrated beauty. Like, I just thought that was like so poetic that you said that. And then you also said that you can find beauty wherever you are, like dependent on your perception. And I know you and I have had lots of deep conversations about perception <laughs> and you are a beautiful space holder. You hold this container of non-judgment and just uh, security and safety. So people are able to open up and, and be love, be, be love revolution. That's literally yeah. what it's what you're doing. <laughs> and it's so, it's yes. so amazing and magical. So tell, so tell us a little bit about your own practice, like your own practice. Like, let's say you're feeling a little bit off. Do you go right to the sound or do you do something else? Like, I'm always curious about people's different practices, spiritual practices. Huh. Interesting questions. Um, you know, uh, it depends on what space I'm in, I think, for the most part um, and what I'm going through. Um, you know, a lot of times I like to I like to lean on the people who I trust and that are close and, and around me. 
uh, for that support. Um, whether it's getting different per, different opinions or different perspectives so that I can find where mine is and all of that. Um, you know, sometimes if it's really intense, I definitely uh, dive into the Epsom salt bath really quick uh, with a quickness. Um, and, you know, and every every moment of every day, I think, is, a, is something that I've pulled into being a part of my practice, you know allowing my life to be a, a living meditation for, for what I want to bring into this world, what I want to leave in this world. Um, and it's a practice, it's a constant choice, but uh, you know, it's something to, that through the practice, you recognize that it's what you would prefer to choose over and over and over and over again anyway. So why not make that choice in every moment? I love that. That's so deep and so true. For sure. Um, I just appreciate you so much. Um, Yeah. Are there any like main guides that you work with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, You already know I'm a Jesus guy. I know. Let's uh, talk about him. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus has been the uh, the foundation and the focal point of, of why I do what I do. And you know, it's interesting because uh, I grew up um, in the Christian faith, and um, I would say that I'm more of a follower of Christ now uh, than a Christian uh, because of the dogmatic re- religious side of things and the amount of fear that is preached through through that through that space. Um, you know, uh, the Bible says 365 times, do not be afraid, but a lot of people teach about the fear side of the Bible. Um, so, you know, I think through having my, my focus on Jesus, um, he really showed me and, and allowed me to um, experience other cultures and really dive into other cultures to find uh, the, the fullness of his truth in, in all of these spaces. Um, and it really helped to broaden my respect in a lot of ways um, while m- maintaining that center of love. Um, and at the same time, while maintaining that center of love, allowing it to grow, to be able to encompass more or all things as, as Jesus taught in the first place. So, yeah, Jesus has been a huge focus, focal point and uh, the foundation of everything that I do uh, in, this, in this realm. Yeah, I think uh, the Jesus, the Christic energy, the Christic energy, the Christ consciousness energy is definitely something that I am attuned to as well. Um, You know, it's that Archangel Michael Christ consciousness and now pursuing the shamanic rose priestess path the Mary Magdalene, that all of that is Christ consciousness energy. And it's one of great integrity. Sometimes it's a, a little narrow of a path I don't know if you can agree with that but sometimes it does feel that way yeah you know that's a an interesting point yeah it's an interesting point you know and and there's a lot of different perspectives that could be had but just to throw another one out there you know a lot of things are paradoxical too so a lot of times when we feel like when we feel like the path is is more narrow than we can walk on um and then you start walking on it, you recognize how, how broad or how expansive it can be at the same time. So yes. And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I know that you're a big Jesus guy and I absolutely like can feel that energy from you and in, you know, the way that you 
do your healings and also just the things that you say and how you hold space. But would you say that there are some other like guides that you work with too? Um, uh, I think that probably that's, uh, that's the guy, you know, Um, (laughs) it's hard to, uh, it's hard, you know, and I would say that other guides um, show up into my experience. I wouldn't say that I necessarily seek other guides, but other guides have shown up to, to teach me different things in different spaces, you know, um, whether that's, uh, Hindu deities, uh, hi pup. <laughs> Did you just, he just opened the door. Did you see that? He just, I'm sorry. You were talking and he just opened the door. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my dog, he's a genius. He just literally opened the door. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So, you know, um, I've learned a, I've learned a lot from uh, different Hindu deities, too. You know, Ganesh, uh, Krishna, uh, Ram and Sita, uh, Saraswati, Kali. Um, they all are different facets of, of the one God in my perspective and from what I've been shown, you know um it's yeah so uh but jesus and jesus is the full embodiment of all of those too in my opinion so um when when you are able to focus on on the one it encompasses all of the facets as well um so it's a it's a beautiful a beautiful space and a beautiful uh way to perceive on both ends of the spectrum you know singularity and duality i I, yeah there it is again that paradox but Yeah, it's almost like there are all those aspects of God, right? The different deities and the different cultures. And I've said this on the podcast before, but I really believe in many rivers, one ocean. So we have all these different facets, right? Just like how we are this like meat sack, but we're also like, there's so many different aspects of ourself as well, because if we go really deep, then we're all like God, like we're all aspects of God. At least that's like what I believe. And, you know, sure, sure. we could just go like, I feel like we could go down a rabbit hole <laughs> talking about that. But um, yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, like with, with the different chanting and, and all of that, then you, of course, bring in that the Hindu and like the Buddhist, the, the chanting. I've been doing a lot of chanting lately, just doing a lot of throat chakra work. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's been fun, like kirtan. It's just fun, like just singing and not wondering or worrying about what you sound like. And I actually taught a class before this, before we started recording. And I sang at the end of my class, I sang the heart sutra, like gate, gate, pergate. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that, that one. And there was a woman who went to the front desk after class and asked the receptionist, um, who sang that song at the end of class? Like, what song is that? And the other student was standing there and was like, well, that's Lindsay. She sings like during all the classes. So I got some great feedback, but I'm just so glad that you're on the podcast because I've been thinking lately on how I want to continue to move and learn sound healing, but I only know how to play my voice like I have a ukulele that I'm learning slowly but I'm like you know I feel like you are the perfect person to ask like if if anybody listening or watching wants to get into sound healing like what do you recommend well it's an interesting question you know and I love that you brought up the only thing that I have is my voice because 
as a sound healer, that's truly all you need. You know, everything, everything else is a beautiful tool and a beautiful gift and, you know, can really, really um, aid in creating those spaces sometimes. And at the same time, you know, um, if you aren't a sound healer without the instruments, are you a sound healer? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that that, and that's also a great question because working with your voice it, it opens your throat. Like you're saying, you're working that with your, with your throat chakra and um, it really tunes you in to how to express yourself. Um, and when we learn how to express ourselves, um, it makes it even easier to become a clear channel when we working, when we are working with other tools like instruments, um, you know, and, and that's been the biggest thing for me in sound healing um, and becoming uh, a, and, and progressing in my sound healing career, if you will, um, is constantly doing the work, you know, the more work that I do, the better of a sound healer I become, because truly I can become a, a clearer channel for spirit to work through by doing the work. Um, so that's the, that's one of the biggest things that I would, I would suggest for anyone who's looking to do sound healing, like don't slack on the work, do it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I agree a thousand percent. It's like, you know, we're these, spiritual beings having a human experience and we're like relearning things that we forgot we came through like the birth portal and also yeah I mean to continue to do any type of holding space or healing we have to I firmly agree with you that I have to continue to do my own work so I can shed my filters and my layers like peel back the layers of the onion so I can hold space and you know be just a guide the hollow bone for people or be the channel like you said to be the clearest channel possible it's like I have to do the work on myself for sure and you know also it's it's really cool with instruments because you don't have to know an instrument for it to teach you you don't have to know how to how to play the instrument for it to teach you how it wants to be played or how it can be played um, all the instruments that I'm playing are at least when I started them, I have no idea what I was doing with them. Um, one of the most recent instruments that I got is a, called a guzheng, and it's a Chinese harp. Um, it's an instrument that lays um, lays down on its side, and it has 21 strings. Well, it's in a um, in a scale. Um, it's a pentatonic scale, so there's only five notes in it, and the sp- the notes are set up in a way that you can't make a wrong note, or it's really hard to make a wrong note. So um, that's how a lot of my instruments are. You know, they're, they're all intuitively played. Um, very rarely do I know what I'm going to be playing before I play it. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of the things that have come up for me in that are, you know, get out of your way. Stop having expectations of what it should sound like. Because in some situations as a sound healer, even accidentally messing up is exactly what someone else needs to hear in order to unwind some sort of inconsistent pattern that isn't serving them anymore. Um, so it's finding those things. Where am I judging myself while I'm playing this instrument? Or how can I look at this differently in order to allow something different to come through that I couldn't have imagined, you know? Um, so it's really cool sitting with instruments. You know, the, the Gujang also, I brought it into a sound healing the second day that I had it. I didn't practice with it a lot to make sure that I wasn't going to be embarrassed. I brought it in because we're going to see what the sound healing wants to do on its own. How is this, how is the Gujang going to show up in this space? Um, and it's really taught me a lot of getting out of my own way too. Wow. That's really 
uh, brave and uh, just bold and just in full trust and full surrender to that. You know what I mean? And I think that's amazing. And you got me thinking like, maybe I should just sit with my ukulele and stop looking at the YouTube videos and just, just play it, just play it and do my own thing with it instead of like over intellectualize it is basically what you're saying. I think. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do that. And, and just, and just to throw this out there for, for people who are looking to learn ukulele or learning to, to learn music the traditional way, you know, it might be a little harder to do that that way, unless you can really tap into the intuitive side of an instrument that has so many different keys and different fingering patterns. You know, like I said, the instrument I was just talking about has five strings or 21, but it's the same five notes repeating over and over. So I'm not necessarily playing with different chord structures to create or emote or emote my emotions, because if I'm trying to to share my emotions, I'm going to need a lot more complexities in the music like you can get on a piano or in a uke. Um, sound healing is for me is more of creating a space for other people to feel their emotions instead of feeling mine. Um, and it can, you can do that uh, more, more subtly and more easily with less notes because it just encourages them to tap into themselves with less notes than emoting ourselves with the in- intricacies that we want to. So, mm-hmm. I love that. That is amazing. And I also am inspired by the fact that you say you don't plan your sound healings. You just, I guess that you communicate with the instruments like they tell you which ones want to be present and you bring them in and then you just kind of go in without a plan just say a little prayer I guess (laughs) (laughs) exactly say the prayer through the instrument allow the instrument to be the prayer 100% I love that so much uh it's so good if you know if you're listening or watching and you have the opportunity to connect with Austin and go check out one of his sound healings now do you offer private do you yeah what else do you offer yeah, <laughs> yeah I offer private sound healings and public sound healings that travel around the country I've been to over 30 states with sound in the last six years uh, working on 50 so a couple more um, I do um, energy work sessions as well um, I have been attuned to a Reiki master um, However, I have slightly shifted a little bit to uh, to to be a little bit more um, uh, full in my perspective of what I'm offering through energy work. Um, so it's a slightly different, but I d- definitely use a lot of the things that I learned in my Reiki attunements and in those classes. Um, and then, yeah, of course, uh, hosting festivals. I just uh, hosted my second annual Feel Good Fest uh, in, just above Charlotte, North Carolina in Concord. Um, it was an inspirational music and arts fest with uh, awesome musicians from around the country. We had a lot of vendors on site. We had uh, food trucks and aerial performances, fire performances, a drum circle, water somatics demonstrations. Uh, it was just a, it was a great time. So um, that's a, another fun thing that I've been diving into is uh, the festival scene, um, uh, organizing those. And then, of course, the Healing Heart Experience has been a fun uh, traveling event that I've, I've taken to a couple different cities, um, which is the, the, uh, ceremony you were talking about earlier with the 90 minute cacao, uh, 90 minute breath work, uh, followed by a 90 minute sound healing with a 30 minute massage. And then the, the food and the price of the ticket. After. 
Um, definitely, definitely would love to share these experiences with anyone. You know, that's the, that's the biggest idea and goal here is to share these tools and to share these experiences that are really, truly expansive and transformational with as many people as possible. So. Yeah, and I'll definitely include um, in the little summary of this podcast episode how to contact you. So your website and your social media tags will be provided to the people so they can Perfect. they can connect and buy their ticket for your retreat and all the things. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm super grateful that you you know decided to do this. I know I had asked you like a long time ago because I was like booking out for this. Um, and it's just great to have you, um, have you here talking about all the things. Um, is there anything else that you are feeling called to share in this now moment with, in this capacity? Like it's all you. Yeah. I mean, fun question, fun question. You know, usually I like to, to, uh, I like at a lot of my sound feelings and stuff. I like to give everyone a story of um, how I came to understand my definition of love and what love is. Yes. Um, and it, it, it's a fun story. And at the same time, maybe we can hold my story for a future podcast. But what I would like to encourage everyone to do instead is to sit with themselves and find and, and tune into what your definition of love is. I love that. So everybody, that is your Tava Tuesday homework. (laughs) (laughs) We've never had homework on the podcast, but that is, I mean, you could totally tell your story of, of your definition of love. I, I think I've heard it, but the people haven't heard it. They Um, haven't. They haven't. I don't want to encourage their understanding of love in this moment either though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we could just leave the people with that. Is yeah. Let's do that. We'll, we'll, we'll have pondering. a follow up call. We'll do a follow yeah. up. We'll do a follow up. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think I'm actually going to change the cadence of the podcast. I think I'm going to do every other week. So just if you're listening or watching, that's my plan. Um, is to kind of continue this on Tuesdays, but every other week, just because I have some life changes happening, and um, but I'm getting a lot of great re- um receptivity to this and a lot of positive feedback. So we'll have to have Austin back on the podcast to tell us his story of love and what it means to him. But yeah, we'll just leave you with that. I hope that you got something out of this. Please connect with Austin if you feel the call and check out one of his sound healings um, or go on retreat. Um, thank you so much, Austin. Um, you know, I have so much love for you. You're my soul brother and I will be seeing you soon, sir, at the love fest. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me on this platform. I look forward to spending time with you in person and, uh, and sharing with you all again in the future of, uh, of how I came to find my understanding and definition of love. Can't wait. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Be love. Yay.